to Sound Prince Audio Magazine, a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind. Sound Prince is underwritten by the American Printing House for the Blind and the Louisville Downtown Lions Club. I'm Carla Rushevel. I'm your host for this week's magazine. This is Sound Prince for the week of March 27, 2016. As blind people, or as people who just don't see so good, We've all experienced the frustration of asking a sighted person where something is, only to be told, oh, it's over there. Where, we ask? Oh, just over there. This past week, Melita Waters asked on ACBL if anyone remembered an article written by Kathy Ann Murtha a while back about over there. And sure enough, Annette Carter, ACB's web administrator, found the link to the post on Kathy Ann Murtha's blog. The article is so well written and so true. Here it is for your listening enjoyment. Over There by Kathy Ann Murtha As my guide dog and I stood in line at the checkout of the River City Market at CSUS, I asked the cashier what I considered a simple question. Where are the napkins, please? Her response was hurried but sincere. Over there. Emerging from the light rail for the first time, I managed to catch the attention of a passerby. Please, sir, can you tell me where I might catch bus 63? A kind voice offered a pleasant response before disappearing into the cacophony of the early afternoon. You can catch it over there. So many things reside over there. Napkins, bus stops, pencils, pens, clothing racks, department stores, and even my shoes. A never-ending supply of important and indispensable items and locales all reside in this place that is shredded in mystery and intrigue. I stand in perplexed silence after learning that something is over there. It's a place I have never been and have no hope of finding on my own. My guide dog is skilled at finding chairs, stairs, elevators, escalators, helping me cross streets, and can even find me the Diet Pepsi display at Food Town. However, when I tell her to find over there, her little bottom hits the floor and a small whimper tells me that she is as confused as I. We will not be going over there today. Over there has caused me a bit of vexation, a lot of confusion, and on occasion made my heart race. I have discovered that over there can be a dangerous place. One day, while crossing a street, I heard a driver's irritated voice shout out a warning of a truck bearing down on me from over there. Shadow artfully dodged the oncoming vehicle and pulled me to the safety of the curb. Our hearts were both racing as we took a few moments to compose ourselves. Close encounters with over there can be frightening experiences. Although many blind people have wondered about the exact location of over there, few have dared to venture forth in an exploration of the mysterious place. One day, while standing in line at the supermarket, I asked the clerk where I might find the aspirin. With a cheery smile in her voice, she informed me that the aspirin was located over there. With a weary sigh, I decided that I would take the extra step that would unravel the mystery, which had vexed my compatriots since the beginning of time. Taking a deep breath 
and attempting to look nonchalant. I smiled at the clerk. Where, I asked, is over there? I imagined the girl's shocked expression. I felt her sharing condescending and concerned looks with her fellows in the store. The silence grew palpable as they mulled the possibility of allowing a blind person access to the forbidden land. She had no choice. She would have to tell me how to find over there. I had won. Exhilaration swept through me as I waited in breathless anticipation. A victorious smile crept to my lips. My hand tightened on the handle of Shadow's harness. We would soon be going over there. The clerk's voice reeked with resignation as the decision was made. That way, she said. Now, I'm sure you'll want to read more great articles written by Kathy Ann, and you can do that by visiting her blog at www.kathyann.com. We all love new technology. Even if we can't manage to acquire it, we love it. Each year in March, there's a great stirring about new, accessible, and adaptive technology for people who are blind and visually impaired. It's at the annual CSUN conference in California. All kinds of new tech products and updates are announced, and innovative ideas are exchanged. This year's CSUN brought lots of talk about Braille note takers and Braille displays, among other things. Humanware announced a new Braille Touch their next-generation BrailleNote Apex, if you will. Brian Gomer from Lab Computers and Mike Tyndall of HumanWare give us a look at this new BrailleNote on page 2. Then, on page 3, Mike, Brian, and I chat a bit about the differences between the high-end Braille note takers and the new, much-talked-about, low-cost Braille displays. You'll be hearing more about these low-cost items in coming weeks on SoundPrints. On page 4, we spotlight Guide Dog Users of Kentucky, one of the Kentucky Council of the Blind Special Interest Chapters. Bill Dethridge, president of GDUKY, tells us how Guide Dog Users across Kentucky can get involved and benefit from chapter activities. And on page 5 is the Sound Prince Calendar. Page 2 I'm speaking today with two guests. One is... Brian Gomer, who many of you know uh, with Lab Computer. Uh, Brian's been at lots of KCB conventions and um, been at the KSB alumni reunions and um, sold all kinds of, of products, both blindness and low vision products, for years and years and years. And he's with us today to talk about uh, the latest announcement about the uh, the Braille Note. And also with us on the phone is Mike Tyndall, who is a blindness product specialist with HumanWare. Mike is actually at uh, CSUN, which has just been winding down. Uh, CSUN is the place to be if you like technology in March, and it was in San Diego this year, and um, we're just glad both of you guys are, are with us and are here to talk about the new Braille Note that's just coming out. So welcome to both of you. Well, thanks for having us, for sure. Uh, Mike, why don't you 
start out and Brian just you know you two just kind of just going to kind of open it up and let you two discuss the new product tell us what the changes are and uh, you know I'm a braille note user you both know that so tell me all about the new great and wonderful things that are coming with this new braille note who wants to start well, Carla thank you so much today for having us on this call and um, as Carla did say uh, I'm currently still in San Diego California it's been a wonderful week, and as she did say, San Diego technology is the place to be right. this week in March. Um, one of the things that has happened this week is a big thing for humanware <clears throat> is that we are releasing the new Braille Note Touch, which is a new product that we're adding to the Braille Note family of products. And Many of you are going to wonder about an Apex, if I have an Apex, or, you know, maybe you are very familiar with an Apex. We are still going to be selling Apexes as well. Currently, they are not going away. But this new product that I want to talk about today is called the Braille Note Touch. And many of you are familiar with what makes a Braille Note a Braille Note in all of our opinion, and that being Keysoft. People talk all the time about the Braille Note, and you ask them, what operating system does the Braille Note run? They say a Keysoft, which is not really exactly true, but Keysoft is what you know. <laughs> Keysoft is a suite of applications that allow you to do things like word processing, email, planner, calendar, contacts, all the things that you would do on a daily basis using Keysoft. And my favorite is uh, Keybase. And Carla likes key base. Key base. Database. That, that yeah, to me, is what makes the Braille Note unique and sets it apart from everybody else's is the power of key base. I love key base. Carla likes to build her own databases <laughs> and have databases on That's the right. Braille Note. Three years ago when we started this project, we called the project Project Phoenix. And the reason we said that is because sometimes things need to die to come back stronger. And so... We have actually rewritten all of the Keysoft code from the ground up, and it is now running on an Android platform. So Keysoft has been totally rewritten, but all of the keystrokes that all of you know and love with your Braille note still exist. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to very quickly show you a little bit of a demonstration. I'm going to go to the top of my list, and I'm going to move down the main menu. Top. Contact. Email. Internet, key, word processor, banner, key, file manager, key files, calculator, key calc, Victor Reader, Play Store, all applications. Now you heard two new things at the end, and Carla, I'll talk about your key base in a minute. Okay. At the end, I know that Carla was listening for key base. I was. <laughs> I know. And uh, so we have Victor Reader, you heard that. So the Victor Reader Stream, we have an app on the on the device that can work much like the Victor Reader Stream. And then you heard it say all apps. What is really powerful about this device is that we are allowing people now to download third-party applications to the device. And as long as they are written with accessibility in mind, so as long as the developer is using um, the API hooks, that make a program accessible, and that's a little bit techy, but it's the yeah. application program interface. Mm -hmm. As long as someone is using that code when they write the program, then you can utilize apps 
on the Braille Note Touch that you would download from the Google Play Store. One example of that is a speech synthesizer. I happen to like eloquence. Mm -hmm. And the voice that you just heard was a cappella Heather, which comes by default. Mm -hmm. So if I press enter with L, secondary language profile, contact, email, internet, email. Primary language profile. You see that I can change languages and I can I can utilize that as I'm, mm -hmm. as I'm navigating. Mm -hmm. So a few of the things that I do want to touch on is, is that the unit is called the Braille Note Touch because we have a 32 or 18 cell braille display behind that we have a touch screen which is a tablet and when you see the device uh, we're using a patent called touch braille and that is when you're actually brailing on the touch screen and when people utilize um, any kind of a keyboard, what's the first thing you do? You lay all two fingers on the screen before, or on a, on a keyboard before you start, start typing. You search for those keys, lay your fingers down, and then you begin typing. Mm -hmm. So that is how touch braille works. So you're literally typing on glass, and so it's virtually as silent as someone writing with a pen and paper. There's no noise because you're physically typing on the glass. On that screen, then, is there something that serves as a guide to make sure you're typing in the right location? In other words, that dot one is where you think dot one is? Anywhere you put your fingers on the screen when you mm -hmm. lay those ten fingers down, okay. the screen calibrates and it finds your fingers. And that's what makes it different from other touch screen devices with Braille input, mm -hmm. is that the unit knows where your fingers are oh. every time you lay those ten fingers on the screen. Oh, okay. Very okay. cool. So in front of that, on the on the, we have our same thumb keys that we know and love, but we have changed the names. So the far left key is now previous left. You have a back key, a home key, and a menu key. We'll talk more about that in a minute. And then you have your right thumb key and your next thumb key. Mm -hmm. Okay. You can also turn off touch braille, and you can navigate around the screen simply by moving your finger or flicking left and right mm -hmm. and double tapping on an, on an app to open it. So there are multiple ways of getting around. But the big nice thing that we've introduced using Touch Braille is first letter navigation both on the main menu, in applications, and on the web. So, for example, if I go to a website that has a support link and a submit button. I can go in there, fill out the links, go into support, fill out the things I want to fill out. When I'm done, I can type the letter S, as in Sam, for submit. I hear submit button and I press enter. So we have true first letter navigation mm -hmm. throughout mm -hmm. the entire Keysoft suite of applications. Mm -hmm. So utilizing this touch screen and this key uh, braille display, we also do understand that people learning how to do touch braille, it might be a little bit inconvenient for them at first until they learn it. I've been using the device for about six months now, and I have learned, I learned touch braille in about 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm able to go all over the device and type um, as quickly as I actually could with a, with a traditional uh, braille note apex and a keyboard. 
but we've, we, we're introducing a smart carrying case now with the Braille Note where this device, this, this Braille tablet, we are the first Braille tablet that is Google certified and we have access to the Play Store, as I mentioned, where you can download any accessible app that you want to download. And um, putting this tablet into, the, into a smart case, the case is like a plastic shell, and there is a keyboard that looks very much like an Apex keyboard that you can actually fold over and it lays on top of the screen of the Braille tablet, leaving your Braille display underneath. And then we have a flap that folds over that and keeps everything nice and secure in your case. So you have two options. You can use the keyboard if you want. You can use the touch screen if you want. Or you can also... Um, you know, take the entire device out of its case and have your Braille tablet. It charges via micro USB. We do have a USB port in the back. We also have an SD card slot in the back, and we have HDMI so that you can plug the device in and teachers can see what the students are doing on a monitor. Or if the students are typing on the unit, they're going to be able to look at the screen and see visually right there on the screen what students are doing as they're typing. Another thing I want to mention is, is that for someone typing on the device, when you save files now, all of your files are being saved. Even if you're typing in contracted or uncontracted computer Braille, all of your files are going to be saved in DOC, DOCX, or RTF formats. Oh. So the files are instantly saved. You can transfer them to thumb drives. You can email them. Uh, one of the nice things about email now is that we are supporting exchange for company and business environments such as humanware. So what that means is if I put something on my humanware calendar, it shows up on my PC, it shows up on my iPhone, and it shows up on my Braille Note Touch. Mm -hmm. uh, emails are the same way. When I delete one from one place, it gets deleted from everywhere. That's exchange. And then we also are still supporting POP as well as IMAP for email. So what that means is any email client that you know, we now support. Mm -hmm. For schools and education, you can triple-click the home button on the device, turn off Keysoft all together, hand the tablet to a sighted person, and it is now an Android tablet with a touchscreen keyboard, virtual touchscreen keyboard. So they are able now to get the device on their networks and do all those kind of things that they need to do. Give it back to your student. They um, turn the Keysoft and re-enable Keysoft, and they're good to go. The unit has 16 gigs of internal memory, as well as working with many Google apps out of the box, like Google Docs. Uh, we've got YouTube on there out of the box. Um, you know, so there are, of course, all the Keysoft apps that we know and love, and all everything will synchronize together. So if I go into Calendar, uh, into Planner, put something in my Planner, I can tell it to go to my Gmail, Google Calendar, or go to my Exchange Humanware Calendar, and that appointment will be stored there. All of the contacts that I may have on Gmail will get synchronized into the contacts of Keylist, and any contact I put into Keylist can be added to that list of um, my address list. The last thing that I want to mention about the, the actual hardware and kind of describing the unit to you is that we're going to be releasing a program called Humanware Care. Mm 
a lot of students and people like myself and Carla, we rely on these devices every day. And when we send them in for repair, they may be gone for several weeks before we're able to get them back. So what HumanWare is now going to offer is called HumanWare Care. And some of you may remember back in the day, a lot of companies would, you know, send out loaners for people to use until they got their unit back. So if you purchase the loaner care program when you purchase your Braille note, or you have up to a year to do it, it's $100 more if you do it after the first 30 days. Mm-hmm. But um, we'll get into that later. Um, but if you purchase this humanware care program, within two days of you calling us and saying my unit's broken, you're going to have a unit. We're going to two-day air it to you, and it will be there. Wow. Under the battery compartment of of the Braille Note Touch, Mm -hmm. inside the device is a very specialized SD card. Mm -hmm. Pull the SD card out of your broken unit, put it into the loaner, and now that unit, all your settings, all your apps, everything about that unit, the operating system is on that SD card. So everything about that unit is now stored on this new tablet that you're borrowing continue working do your thing when you get your repaired unit back take the sd card out of the loaner put it back into your unit and all of the things that you've done while you transfer right back is now added very nice back on your unit and you've lost nothing yeah now that's a neat feature so we're very excited about that feature because Mm -hmm. as i said i know that so many times you know people are without units, and it really makes life difficult when we rely on these units and we rely on our Braille, and all of a sudden that's gone. On the the browser. I really like doing things with connecting to the Internet through the Braille Note. However, every time an upgrade comes out, it works for a little bit, and then it doesn't work real well. And And you get this message that says, Browser is out of date for this page. Oh, yeah. And and that's because and of the old Windows CE that. platform, I think. I'm very happy to talk about that, Carla. Yeah. I'm glad that I'm glad that you mentioned it. One of the highlights of of being able to work on the Android platform mm-hmm. is that we now are running KeyWeb, as you know. Mm-hmm. But KeyWeb is now running on Firefox. Uh-huh. So anytime that Firefox releases an update, then it updates. We can push that update out to you, mm-hmm. and you will no longer be getting your web browser is out of date. But I'm going to quickly go to the main menu. Top. All right, so we're going to enter with us. Search security check. Close tab button. Top. Problem loading page. Search or enter address edit box, www.cleartech. All right. Bookmark added. Top. Here we go. <laughs> Loading. Page loaded. It's a main content American Council of the Blind pipeline. American Council of the Blind. Home heading level one link. So you see now. Yeah, and it's quick. Page. The Braille note sometimes can be so slow, you know, getting onto a page. That's really quick. And you saw how fast it yes. actually did work. 
I'm going to also show you what I'm going to do. Enter with, though, and I'm going to go to humanware.com. Search or enter address edit box, http colon slash slash w clear text. Humanware heading level one, humanware, braille no touch. The future is so close you can touch it. So you see how fast yes. that we're able to load pages. Yes. And, um, mm-hmm. I'm in a hotel on a very slow hotel network, actually. That's why you kept hearing it say security check. Mm-hmm. Um, I typically do not get that. But you're also able to use a, 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 a Wi-Fi network so I could use my phone if we weren't talking on it. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, Carla, as I said, we're just very excited about this because all the third-party apps you can download. For example, on my unit right now, I've got the Bard mobile app. Mm-hmm. I've got Read to Go. Um, you know, and these are all just apps that are downloaded from the Google Play Store. Right. And they're accessible apps, therefore we can now, use them on Mike, the let me ask you a couple questions. Okay, first question would be, uh, I Bluetooth my Apex to my iPhone a lot. I have, uh, like, read to go and I have uh, Voice Dream. I think I have the Bard app, but I don't ever use it. But it's there. And so one of the questions... Well, you have a stream, Carla, so you would use that. No, I don't have a Victor Reader stream because I read the books on my phone. Okay. So all of these things are on my phone, um, you know, the money readers on the phone, all these different things, and a lot of just regular apps that aren't particularly specialized for people who are blind. So some, you know, the question might be, okay, so why would I want uh, to upgrade to the Braille Touch when I've already got my iPhone here and I can enter on my Apex and use my iPhone. And, and I'm going to give you my answer just listening to you and see if maybe you have some other things that would be an answer to that question too. You know, one of the things that you can't do, like if I go to, let's say I use Safari and I go onto the Internet and I'm browsing around, um, and I've, I've got my Apex Bluetooth to my iPhone, so I'm reading it out in Braille. But the thing I can't do is I can't save that page to my Braille note. I can't save the information to the Braille note. Now, maybe there's a way to do it, but I don't know how to do it. And so, therefore, uh, or just like the, the, uh, the first character, being able to go to a link by putting in that first character, I can do that when I'm in KeyWeb, but I can't do that when I'm Bluetooth to my iPhone. So, you know, if, if I'm understanding what you're saying, it's basically putting those two things together. So... I now have that functionality. Am I wrong on that? Have I have I heard the wrong thing here? Or um... Carla, that's the whole idea of why we've done what we've done is allowing mm-hmm. a user mm-hmm. the ability to use first letter navigation no matter where they no are. No matter where they are. I can tell you that there's mm-hmm. there's nobody that is more of an Apple iPhone component than myself. I remember mm-hmm. I was living in Louisville when the three G S iPhone <laughs> came out. Yep. The very day that it came out, we went to the Apple store, and it was actually AT&T, mm-hmm. and we got that device, and, mm-hmm. and, and, and Deanna Scoggins and I played with that device for, for days and days. Oh, yeah. It took oh, her a goodness. while to come around, but I was just, that was just the grandest thing, <laughs> and um, ever since that day, I've owned the iPhone, and I own all Apple products. And, right. Um, but with all that being said, one of the downsides utilizing that product is if I'm using my braille display and I'm at the top and I want to go down to phone I've got to flick about 
30 times to get down there. <laughs> Where with using this device, I can just type a P mm-hmm. and I'm there. Yeah. Now, you could do that if you're using, you know, Braille screen input with your phone, but it is not as fast mm-hmm. and it is not as accurate and as you're right. it is utilizing the Braille Note Touch. And so mm-hmm. um, the other thing that I will mention right now and we are working on a way to do this, but at the moment we are unable to copy text from the web okay. and place it into a bra- into a into a Word document. Okay, as you can do with a with an Apex. Yeah, but that is something that we're working on. We so that that part of that still yeah still is mm-hmm. not there. Yeah, that, and that'll be really powerful if you get that. Yes, because we will, that, uh, and, and we will. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't want to promise you when, but I can tell you that it will happen. Also, we're working on utilizing this device to work with a with in terminal mode mm-hmm. uh, with a computer as well as iPhones and mm-hmm. Apple iOS devices. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're figuring out ways to do that as well. Let me go to my next question then. If I'm looking at buying this device, I'm assuming. Okay, you have both an 18 and a 32? That is correct. Okay, so you can get either an 18 cell or 32 cell. So can you give us an idea of what the price uh, is going to be on these when I know I saw a thing that said you can pre-order now. So obviously I must not be able to buy it today and have it tomorrow. (laughs) That is true, Carla. And Brian's Uh, hanging around here wanting to sell me one. So Sure. <laughs> you can you can pre-order, and I would encourage all of you in Kentucky and mm-hmm. Indiana, if you're hearing this and you want the device, I can tell you, and I, I would not just say it because Brian's on the phone. Brian <laughs> is a very good friend, mm-hmm. but Brian, there's 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 we have many good dealers in the company, but there's no one better mm-hmm. than Brian Gomer. Brian Gomer is one of one of our really. Uh, good friends and a very good dealer for human wear. Mm-hmm. So I'd strongly urge you to purchase your unit uh, through Brian at Lab Computers, and he'll talk mm-hmm. more about his contact info when we're finished. Mm-hmm. But um, the unit is going to sell at the same price as the Braille Note Apex. Oh. So it is going to sell for fifty four ninety five for a thirty two for thirty two thirty nine ninety five for an eighteen. Okay, all right. If you if you have Braille Note. Um, if you have a Braille Note 32, we're going to give you $1,500 off of that uh, price, mm-hmm. $54.95, for your 32. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have an 18, I believe, and I, 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 I don't have the quotes in front of me. I'm, I'm thinking that it's 800 but don't hold me to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can tell you for sure that going from 32 to 32 is $1,500. And um, so that is the trade-in value um, if you have competitive products. So uh, other devices from other companies, we also have trade-in prices for that. For those. Well, I'm not going to yeah. go into them right, because right, right. Exactly. I don't have them in front of me, but, but they are very attractive trade-in policies. Page three. Now, let me ask you the big question that I think a lot of people are, are going to be uh, asking here, especially in light of a lot of the announcements that have happened this last week from CSUN. We all know that there's a lot of work going on about low-cost Braille displays, 
And um, I know Perkins and RNIB had a big article that came out this week about their display. National Braille Press um, had a had a release about their new product, which is supposed to be a low-cost display. And um, we had a, an interview, I guess maybe a year ago, maybe a little longer, with Larry Scootcon, who was working with the RNIB project. Um, about that device that's supposed to bring um, low-cost braille displays to people around the world, and you know, and then there's there's discussion in Congress about changing the definition of a player that that NLS can give out to um, an output device, so they can the the idea is they can give out the low-cost braille display to people to patrons, and they'll be able to have digital braille products as well and as a braille reader that's all well and good there has to be a lot of difference in that low-cost display and what we as as apex users and and users from other companies the higher-end products as well from other companies you know tell us some of the differences between us what does an apex have again i think i know the answer but Tell us what does an Apex have that these kinds of products, it won't look the same. So, you know, I'm, I'm sure well, you I know that after so. being there all this week. Yes, I mean, Correct. We want to see things that are lower cost. Um, when they lowered that cost of their iPhone, I mean, they made another small iPhone because they see that people want smaller, may want smaller devices, and so they're answering a call for the market. And I do think that, um, you know, I can tell you that we at HumanWare have tried and we've spent a lot of money in research and development on trying to find a lower cost cell. Mm -hmm. And not to say that we won't and not to say that it won't happen. What I saw this week um, at CSUN as I walked around and I looked at different technology a lot of what I saw did look very good. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think that the 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 Braille cells, um, you know, of a Braille note have been around for many many years. Every cell is handmade, and um, you know that that is what can drive the cost of a unit up. Is the Braille? We all know that. That's right, and it has. It and always it, has. And, you know. Yes. Yeah. But it's the feel of that Braille. It's what's tried and true. It's what we know. And I'm not. I'm not saying anything, you know, contra contradictory to other Braille displays that I've seen. Because what I did see, a lot of what I did see, um, looks very good. But I will say that it looks different. Mm -hmm. um, I don't really want to go into main. You know, we don't have a lot sure. of time here today. Sure. Yeah. But I will say that the, what I saw does look different from what I am used to using on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. And the features in those products, uh, I know I've heard people say that it would have some, for example, limited word processing capability or whatever, uh, but I'm sure that there must be differences in the features as well as in the Braille. Would, would I be correct in making that assumption? 
I did not really have a lot of time to look at to check out that this week. So, I mean, I I'll, I'll break in for yeah. Quickly. Hop in here, Brian. I'll hop in here for a second. Okay. So I, I, I and I've got a little bit different perspective than I think other folks for the most part because of just me. But regardless, mm-hmm. um, I, and I think. Mike hit it on the beginning as far as what makes us different on the Braille note versus this other stuff. And I think right now, if we look at the Braille note and the development of the Braille note, where the Braille note touch has went, is we've now combined Android. We've now combined Braille. We've combined Google Apps. We've Mm -hmm. done it all in one solid package that is going to work and work very well. Mm-hmm. Utilizing Keysoft that you all know. Mm-hmm. Correct. Right, right. So ease of use within that whole bit. Now, when you look at these other units, it's just like going in and you've got multiple pieces, and, you, you know, that whole multiple piece, piece does not make it easy for people to use. Mm-hmm. I now have an iPhone in my pocket, I have a Braille display, and I have some other things. So, yeah, the technology of the Braille, I think that is very exciting. I've seen what, you know, Larry's done over there and, you know, mm-hmm. seeing that Braille, feeling it, and seeing what, you know, responsive people and things like that, that's pretty mm-hmm. exciting. Mm-hmm. But we still end up in that same bit that we have been in for probably four years, five years at least, is we now have multiple devices. Yes. And multiple devices means pairing problems and all kinds of other things that can possibly happen between. Well, there are people who will never be able to afford, um, you know, the top, the top of the line. Sure. It's 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 true. That's true in anything you buy, and Absolutely. so Carla, don't tell me I can't get a Ferrari. You, you well, have to tell me I'm going to get a well, Ferrari one day. I well, <laughs> well, now Brian, you just go right. But, I'm still waiting for that car we can drive. Yes, uh, me too, Mike. That's what I'm going to buy. I'm, I'm going to have one of those driverless cars. You bet. I'm going to be the first in line, so you bet. You're going to have to fight me for that position. Um, but, but I, I think that it, with the low cost displays possibly coming out. I, I mean, I think that possibility is is wonderful because I'd like to see everybody be able to have to be reading you know, Braille, as opposed to just having to sit and listen to it. I am not a good listener. Uh, There are certain things, I mean, I can listen to a murder mystery, that's just fine. But nonfiction things, if I want spellings correct. I I still take it back to, uh, I think that, you know, as blind people, Mm -hmm. I'm just going to say it because it's really where my heart is. If you're not a, if, if you have been blind from birth and you know Braille, right? Mm-hmm. And you know contracted Braille right. and you're a fluent Braille reader so you can read it with no problem. Right. That really makes you a total literate person where Carla, myself, we can read Braille as quickly as someone can read print. It's That's what right. we've done for years and years and years. Right. And we so rely on utilizing that Braille and, you know, sometimes the only things that we see is the Braille. I mean, Brian looks all around him all the time. And if he looks right now, I'll he can see some print somewhere. <laughs> no, I can see Braille because it's on my Braille display right now. It says humanware. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I have to look at that one line of Braille. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. where there's print all around Brian. And any time that we can have Braille access and we can see it, that is so huge. But another thing that I'll quickly mention is the Braille Note Touch. <clears throat> One thing I, I, I worked with some deafblind clients this week. And this is really big because it gives them the ability to communicate with someone sighted very easily. You can plug in a USB keyboard or use oh, a Bluetooth yeah. keyboard, mm-hmm. tie it back and forth. And as Brian mentioned a minute ago, you know, one of the issues that can occur with Braille displays and devices is pairing those devices. And if a deafblind person loses mm-hmm. that pairing, they're just kind of stuck, and you know, until they can get help to get it going again, yeah, they've lost true. that connectivity. Yes, and that's a big uh, thing to consider, and a big feature I feel for the new Brown Note Touch. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's give some contact information here for the people who live in Kentucky, uh, Indiana, etc. Brian, let's give the uh, contact information for Live Computer, and then uh, what? Because this show is heard, our program is heard on ACB Radio uh, 12 times, and it's also available by podcast now in the uh, ACB Link app. Um, Mike, I want us to include uh, just the humanware contact information as well. So, um, Brian, why don't you give the lab sure. computer info? I, I can do both is what I can do. All right. okay, I, I'll be fun. valuable in that part is okay. what I can do here. So, all right. Let Mike do all the technical stuff today, and I'll do the contact stuff. <laughs> okay. That's easy. All right. Well, I, Lab Computers, which covers Indiana and Kentucky, our contact information, our phone number is 502-447-2458. Again, that was 502-447-2458. Mm-hmm. And HumanWare's main contact information can be found at one 800 722 3393. Okay, all right. And the HumanWare website is just humanware.com. Correct. Okay. Well, I really thank both of you for being with us today and talking about this new product. There are so many new things that come out of CSUN every year, and uh, it's almost like a uh, overload on technology for a week and and then of course as we go to the conventions in the summertime and state conventions throughout the year and so on just seeing some of the stuff is is just a it's it's a very neat thing but CSUN and what comes with it kind of sets the stage for the whole year so really appreciate you all taking the time Mike hope you have a safe trip home and, uh, well, thank you, Carla, for yeah. having us. It's always fun to come on Sound Prints. And, um, you know, this is actually the first major podcast and show <laughs> that we've done this year about the new Braille Note Touch. It was mm-hmm. just released on Wednesday of this week. But, you know, we, we, we're, just, we're just glad that you um, gave us the opportunity. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a product that we're very, very happy about at HumanWare. Mm-hmm. And we hope that many of you are going to be able to see it and get your hands on it throughout the summer and throughout the year. Right. Thank you again. All right. Thank you. And we'll be looking forward to, to seeing it and trying it out. So thank both of you. Page four. With me on the phone is Bill Dethridge, who is the president of the Guide Dog Users of Kentucky, one of the 
KCB, Special Interest Chapters. GDUKY is also a chapter of Guide Dog Users, Inc., uh, an affiliate of the American Council of the Blind. Welcome, Bill. Hello, it's good to be here. Bill, tell us about some of the activities that uh, GDUI engages in and what the purpose of GDUKY is. GDUKY is, uh, like you said, it was a you know state affiliate, and uh, its uh, <clears throat> purpose is uh, basically, well, several things. One of the main things is to help with uh, laws and uh, that affect guide dogs, and uh, if there's any discrimination issues that uh, come up, we deal with that. But also, a very important thing is to be there, give support. When a person comes home with a new dog, it's never had a dog before, and it's one thing where you, when you're there in class and you have the instructor right behind you, but then when you get home and then you're you're on your own, and you know it's a new guide dog user, it's totally different. So there to give support for for people mm-hmm. to do that. Sometimes. It's not just with the new guide dog user. Sometimes a person coming home with a new dog, even if they've had a dog for several years or had several dogs, um, there can be issues where they just need to draw on the experience of others who also have had guide dogs and maybe have some suggestions for things that could be happening with their new dog. Oh, yes. And sometimes it's so easy, you know, to forget about uh, what you went through with when you first came home with that first <laughs> dog and you used the dog for years. You and the dog bonded, you know, you, you pretty much you clicked together. And then all at once, this new dog doesn't, but you have to bond with it and you still have to, you know, connect together. And mm-hmm. it's just not doing those things like the other one did. And, you know, sometimes it can get a little frustrating for yeah, people. Yeah, because dogs are like people. They're not all alike. Um, they have different personalities, different traits, different problems with different dogs. And also another area can be the retirement of a dog. That oh, can be yeah. a traumatic experience for someone that has spent a number of years with the same dog. And even though you know it's going to happen, when when that comes about, and inevitably it will, mm-hmm. um, that's where that sometimes support is important too. GDUKY can provide that support and does provide that support because uh, there's monthly meetings that anybody anywhere in the state can participate in. Tell us about those monthly meetings. Yes, we have a telephone call uh, once a month. It's the last uh, Monday, I believe, of uh, every month. And we, uh, people can call in from anywhere in the state. You know, we're there to give support and also, um, you know, to share different uh, things that have come up with uh, the National uh, Guide Dog Users mm-hmm. Office. Mm-hmm. And also, one thing about, I forgot to mention about National Guide Dog Users. I believe they still have the empathizers group. I know mm-hmm. I was a member of that some time ago, and uh, I actually had a person one time call me from New York who was having some, you know, concerns, you know, issues, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, needed support, and I was able to talk with them. Yeah, I, GDUI publishes a magazine called Paw Tracks, and it comes out uh, several times a year, and it's an excellent 
resource for people yes, who have guide dogs, and it's available on in an audio format as well as by email, and um, that's that's a good resource. The um, uh, guide dog users of Kentucky have some in-person activities, and uh, GDUKY had a really nice program at the last convention of the Kentucky Council of Blind. GDUKY always has a nice program at at that convention that can be of benefit to people not only who have guide dogs but who are interested in possibly having a guide dog and sometimes um, the programs are also of interest to people who just have dogs as a pet. One of the things we did, uh, we had a meeting um, a couple of months ago, and my memory's not the greatest mm -hmm. remember this, but it was a um, out at the Logan Steakhouse and there was a whole meeting, a lot of people came and uh, just good to get together with other people in person and right. uh, share. Well, if people are interested in finding out more about the activities of Guide Dog Users of Kentucky and how they can participate no matter where they live throughout the state of Kentucky, uh, how can they reach you, Bill, for, well, for more call, information? They can call me on my uh, home number, 502-895-5895. Okay. My personal email is wrd828 at gmail.com. Okay, wrd828 at gmail.com. And the phone number is 502-895-5895. Well, thank you so much for giving us a, an update on what's going on with GDUKY. And um, the one thing that's, uh, that we probably would want everybody to know is that GDUKY had a goal this year of having 20 members uh, to turn in as a part of their chapter certification to Guide Dog Users, Inc. And we made that goal of 20. So that yeah. was really good, and congratulations. Cause, thank you. Well, thank you again. We appreciate it. Look forward to the next GDUKY meeting. Uh, the conference call number, if you wish to call in for that, is 605-475-6006, and the code is 294444, fourth Monday of each month. And We hope to talk to all the guide dog users out there throughout Kentucky. Thanks again, Bill. Thank you so much. Find books and more in accessible media with APH's free of charge Louis database. HTTP colon slash slash L-O-U-I-S dot APH dot org. Locate accessible educational materials from nearly 200 different agencies. APH products and textbooks can also be located using Louis. New extended searching now available with free Louis Plus. Visit soon. HTTP colon slash slash L-O-U-I-S Dot APH dot org. Many book materials help Braille users jot notes quickly. Pull APH's mini-book Braille binder out of your pocket and begin to write on the mini-book slate in just seconds. Materials are sold separately so that you can choose the combination that's right for you. Call the American Printing House for the Blind, toll-free, 800-223-1839 or visit www.aph.org. Page 5, The Sound Prince Calendar. On April 1, the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind will hold its first roundabout of the month, 3.30 to 5 p.m., 
will be Braille, Tech Tips, and Genealogy. 5 to 6 will be Discussion. Dinner will be 6 to 7, $5 per person, and Games and Crafts from 7 to 10 at United Crescent Hill Ministries on State Street in Louisville. Call 502-895-4598 for details and to sign up. April 1 to 3, the Kentucky School for the Blind is holding a short-term retreat weekend for visually impaired students in grades 6 to 12 who are not current KSB students. The theme is the game of life with a focus on independent living skills. At the Kentucky School for the Blind, 1867 Frankfurt Avenue in Louisville, funded by the KSB Charitable Foundation. Call the school at 502-897-1583 for more information. On April 2, the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind will hold a dine-out at Dish on Market, 434 West Market Street in Louisville, 3 to 5.30 p.m., Dish on Market has a wide range of items on their menu, and they're all reasonably priced. To sign up, call us at 895-4598. On April 3, the Greater Louisville Council of Blind Committees will meet as follows. 7 p.m. Advocacy, 8 p.m. Education and Technology, and 9 p.m. Activities. On the conference line at 605-475-6006, enter code 294444. April 4, the KSB alumni will hold a board meeting at 8 p.m. on the conference line 605-475-6006, code 294444. On April 6, the KCB PR and Membership Committee will hold a meeting on the same conference line at 8 p.m. On April 7, the American Council of Blind Lions will host their monthly conference call. This will be a planning meeting for activities coming up at the ACB National Convention this summer. The code to call is 712-432-3900. The code is 796096, and the call is at 9 p.m. Eastern. On April 8, the Louisville East Lions Club will hold its Spring Chili Supper from 4.30 to 7 p.m. at St. Leonard's Church, 440 Zorn Avenue in Louisville. Tickets are $5 per person. For more information, call Debbie Dethridge at 502-895-5895. Also on April 8 is the GLCB Roundabout. It will follow its usual schedule, but dinner that evening will be carry-out from the Lions Club Chili Supper. For more information, call us at 502-895-4598. On April 9, the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind will hold a board meeting at 11 a.m. by conference call at 605-475-6006, code 294444. On April 10, the Bluegrass Council of the Blind in Lexington will hold its fourth fundraising sea cruise from 5 to 9 p.m., including live music by Conk Republic. It's at the Banners Bar and Grill at 3650 Boston Road in Lexington. Call 859-259-1834 for more information. On April 10, the Kentucky Council of the Blind Next Generation Chapter will have its monthly meeting by conference call at 8 p.m., 605-475-6006, Code 294444. 
On April 12, the Support Alliance of the Visually Impaired, SAVVY, is meeting in Owensboro from 1 to 3 p.m. Central Time. The topic this month is Emergency Preparedness. The meeting is at the Wing Avenue Baptist Church, 628 Wing Avenue in Owensboro. More information, call Rick Bogus at 270-684-4418 or Bill Roberts at 270-485-8170. On April 14, the Northern Kentucky Council of the Blind will meet at 7 p.m. by conference call at 605-475-4700, intercode 155-619. On April 15, the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind will hold its spring quarterly meeting and elections. There will be a bargain table, an Ask the Lawyer session, a great fried chicken dinner, and a business meeting and elections. At the United Crescent Hill Ministries, for more information, call 502-895-4598. On April 16, the American Printing House for the Blind invites you to participate in an industrial tour of Louisville. It's from 9 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. This is a bus tour of significant industrial sites in Louisville, starting at the historic 1883 building of the American Printing House for the Blind. Tickets are $25 and must be purchased by April 8, best for older children and adults. Call the APH Museum for details at 502-899-2213. And get a head start on May by planning to attend our traditional derby party. On May 7, of course, Derby Day, it's a full day of food, games, and friends. It's a GLCB tradition sponsored by the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind. More details coming soon. And July 1 through July 9 is the 55th annual ACB Conference and Convention at the Hyatt Regency Hotel in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Exhibits, tours, workshops, seminars, outstanding speakers, lots of programs, and friends, friends, friends. Start planning now to be there. Visit www.acb.org for details. If you have questions about the Kentucky Council of the Blind or you need information on resources for people with vision loss, Call us at 502-895-4598 or email us at kcb at kentucky-acb.org. Sound Prince is a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind and is heard each week on ACB Radio Mainstream at acbradio.org, Central Kentucky Radio I at radioi.org, and the KCB website at www.kentucky-acb.org. Complete schedule information is also available on the website. Sound Prince is underwritten by the Louisville Downtown Lions Club, and by the American Printing House for the Blind. This is Carla Rushable for Soundprints. Have a great week, everybody.